Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast, where we work on bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be in order to live a bigger and bolder life. In this podcast, we will provide inspiration, tips, and skills you need to make your life the adventure you want it to be. Here's your host, mindset mentor and life coach, Trista Gurton. So, welcome to another episode of This Daring Adventure. My name is Trista Gerta and I am your host. This is episode nine. I am very excited today to interview my first guest. When I started this podcast a couple of months ago, I had the vision that I would not only do solo episodes, but I would also interview women who I thought had very inspirational lives who were living their own daring adventure. And so I'm pleased today to welcome Nuhad Sheikh from Tripoli, Lebanon. Welcome, Nuhad. Hello, Trista. Thank you for having me as your first guest. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> Just to give a little bit of background, Nuhad and I, well, we met over the phone, I guess about a year and a half ago, when I found a dog in Tripoli, close to my office, and Nuhad very kindly let me bring her to you. She runs a animal welfare NGO and shelter. And then a couple of months later, I called you at 8am on a Sunday morning to tell you about another dog who had his ears cut off. I know. And you very quickly and kindly mobilized help to to get him uh, to your shelter as well. Wow. Yes. So it's been a real pleasure to to know you and to to see your work firsthand. Pleasure is mine, Trista. Thank <laughs> you for that. Oh, you're most welcome. And so the reason that I wanted to have you on as my first guest, because the other day I watched your TED Talk from AZM University here in Tripoli, I believe was recorded back in November of 2021, entitled How a Cat Changed My Life. Yes. And it's very inspirational. It's it's a wonderful story. And a couple of weeks ago, my well, my latest podcast episode is on how to find purpose or meaning in your life. And your talk is certainly all about that. And I thought it would be very interesting for my listeners to to hear your story and to to hear your thoughts about finding purpose and, and meaning for your life. Well, thank you again, Trista. It's such an honor. To, to even be interviewed <laughs> as such. This whole TED Talk was such a, was, was quite spontaneous, even though you really need to prepare for it, but it really was something that just came across as natural because I'm, I'm, I'm living that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will have something more to add about purpose, but maybe later on. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Okay. So why don't you, you tell us a bit about yourself and, and, you know, all your work with animal rights and your shelter, and you're also the founder and designer of Asante Handbags. Mm -hmm. You've got a great story. So tell us. <laughs> well, yeah, my name is Nahad. I am 
currently in my late 40s. I know women don't like to say that, but this is the truth. <laughs> I think it's the um, best time, the best time is. of our lives. It is, I must admit, yeah. it is. By profession, I'm an interior designer. I chose to go into another form of design later on, which is handbag design. So it's sort of fashion design. I, somewhere along the line, <laughs> decided to, to take care of animals uh, just because there are so many strays out there. There's so, so much abuse and the rest of it. So I, I accidentally met someone who wanted to do the same in Tripoli. So we we uh, we decided to start something together. It was an NGO, and um, slowly I sort of became the one who is responsible, kind of like on my own. But then there, of course, there are volunteers and the rest of it. So we ran a dog shelter. We still do. Unfortunately, the cases are becoming more and more, um, simply because everybody knows what the situation is in Lebanon. But uh, this is what it is. My NGO. Our NGO is called REFQ, which stands for compassion in Arabic. And um, and yeah, as I said, we have a dog shelter and um, and we're still carrying on in spite of everything else <laughs> that's going on here. Yeah, it's a lot. I know. I know. And mm. you do amazing work for those animals. And, and so. yeah, and I mean, the need is, is huge. And mm. it is. It is. I feel that we have a lot to learn um, mm-hmm. as a collective. Uh, we also have a lot to be, to mm-hmm. become. Um, and unfortunately, because we we live in dire straits right now, we're not mm-hmm. thinking of the things around us. We're thinking of ourselves, mm-hmm. which is quite sad because the only thing that brings is actually more sadness and distress and I think the minute we decide to think of everything around around us as us being part of it and mm. them being part of us I think we we have a chance at getting out of this but mm. we're, we're more turning towards ourselves how can I make things better for me right. how can I get over this by myself I think there's a lot of selfishness in our in probably the way we maybe not the way we were, we were brought up but mm. this could be part of it but the way we have adapted to to become in in situations of distress and i think mm. it actually should be the opposite mm. so we, we just need to pray and to keep raising awareness on it i know this the, the word itself is very broad mm-hmm. but we need to talk about it we need yeah. to talk more about it mm-hmm. so Right. And, and you set an amazing example. And I, and I know what you're talking about when you, you talk about, you know, some of the struggles here and, and what people are facing and, and how it's being handled sometimes. But I have witnessed certainly not just you, but other people who mm. are going way above and beyond to, to help the animals and to promote their welfare and to take care of them and all that. So it's, it's really, it's really wonderful to see, like you really do see the two extremes and I think your leadership and an example is, is really Uh, beautiful. You you set the same example and I, (laughs) and it also brings to my attention after the, uh, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the blast of August Mm -hmm. the 4th, we saw exactly the same. We saw the two extremes. We mm. saw people who were trying to make benefit mm. of what was happening. And we saw people who were completely selfless, mm. going 
all the way out of their way to help the other person. And and unfortunately, we do have that. I, I think someone at one point said we are becoming more into like both extremes are increasing mm. almost in a parallel sense. Um, and, uh, and, and we see that a lot. We see a lot of, um, I don't know, abuse on one hand, and we see a lot of compassion on the other hand. And they, mm-hmm. they, they seem to be going hand in hand at probably equal paces. Mm. But I'll leave that for the more, more philosophical people to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we do, we witness, we witness that quite a lot. Right. And we just hope they they talk a lot about a shift of some sort. And we really hope that that's going to happen soon. More raise, uh, more, more um, awareness and more consciousness is what we really need. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get the word out. And, and certainly your your TED talk, I think, is uh, definitely something we want to to share as well. And I'll make sure that that's a uh, the, the link is in the show notes so people can watch that and find that easily. Sure. sure. I'd love to hear their comments as well. Mm. One thing I, I did just want to touch upon really quickly is the ban that Canada will be introducing on September 28th. Yes. And so they will be banning dogs from hundred countries starting on the 28th, and we will no longer be able to bring them in for fostering or adopting. Mm. And I don't, it, you know, to be honest, I don't think that's been very widely publicized in Canada. Um, right. Yeah. So maybe do you, do you have any thoughts like how it's impacted? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I, I honestly, the, the, I think one some of the best things that ever happened to our shelter were the dogs that were able to find better homes and they all went to Canada. Mm. It wasn't any other country in the world. It was Canada, but also because we have some dear friends who help get, get these dogs to these amazing families or amazing people. Mm. And the, to see how they were living, before, the before and the after are absolutely heartwarming yeah. beyond words. Yeah, and we go we go extra mile in order to make sure that they're vetted properly and that they're taken care of before they travel. Mm. So to to completely ban um, without any conditions that these dogs from Lebanon and from other places, but at least we speak for ourselves, mm-hmm. was kind of harsh. Was actually very harsh because mm-hmm. we. I have to say this, and it's not because I'm 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 speaking to you, Trista, but. Canadians are the sweetest. They're the best. They have, if you have seen, I will, I'll share some with you. The dogs that have been adopted in Canada. I have, mm. I have four uh, dogs that are that are tripods. They're three legged. Mm. I have a dog that is that was shot in the eyes, so she's blind, and and these dogs have absolutely zero chance of being adopted in Lebanon. And to think that someone went out of their way to mm. um, to ask for them for adoption, to pay for their travel, mm. to to give them the most amazing lives. I mean, and to have that suddenly stop, and honestly, for no valid reason, because the the the, the things that we go through and that our partners make sure that we that we do before these dogs travel are are quite 
draconian mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. They're they're very strict um, yeah. with with the vetting. So yeah. we would never send across a dog. And 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 to think that they thought of rabies, right? Uh, and and it's the most basic vaccine that is given. So so there's literally zero chances of that trans being transported to Canada. Or, right. but we asked all the people that we know to to challenge it um, mm-hmm. to speak to their members uh, members of the congress or parliament or parliament I'm sorry, yeah i'm not sure which one it is yeah it's members of parliament um, and, and and to challenge it like to just write them i know you you know you you guys have a, a pretty democratic country mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's part i think they're very approachable you can tell them you know sure. well, we think you should reconsider it and and a lot of people have yes um but we, we really wish that that could be even more broad. If we would become more compassionate with our own animals, that would be great. But mm. um, considering, you know, considering everything, considering the things that we're going through. Yeah. No, you're like a small window of hope. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So, and... so we'd really hope that that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. No, and, and I would say I, I will definitely add that there are numerous petitions circulating. So definitely we'll, I'll make sure that there are links to those in the show notes as well that people could sign up for. And I do awesome. urge, yes, anybody to write their member of parliament. It is really important. And it's, yeah, it's impacting thousands of dogs around the world. So we'll see, hopefully they'll, they'll change some of that eventually. Okay. Our fingers crossed. Yes. (laughs) So can you tell us maybe to go back to the TED talk, you know, how you got involved with that and and how that experience was? Mm. Uh, It it started as a, as a sort of a, not, not a coincidence in the sense, but it wasn't planned for this particular one. They weren't involved with, but they sort of um, asked or recommended that I, sort of tell my story. It was just about telling a story. The, the theme of that particular event was the revolution within, because it was um, a time of, re- of the revolution in Lebanon. And so we, it, was, it was a beautiful theme to start with. And um, they asked those who have a sort of interesting story about how they have their own revolutions within. I, I came across and I them what I think, what I wanted to talk about. Um, and it's it was all about um, how I have changed, <laughs> how it was literally a, um, a revolution from from within. And um, to my uh, to my surprise, they said, "Oh yes, please, we want you to come across." And it was a list item of check. I, I've dreamed of one day um, mm-hmm. giving a TED talk, and I, I didn't I didn't imagine it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so literally, I just poured my heart out. <laughs> it was um it was this uh this this very first cat that i adopted not knowing that her presence in my life would would that, that it would all take such a toll on um she was she was a a stray cat i was living in dubai and i used to feed her um it wasn't even my idea to feed her. It was something that sort of grew on me because mm-hmm. I saw my friends feeding strays and I thought that's that's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. how how sweet is that? So I started doing it myself. 
and I got this I got attached to this Ruffy that was her name mm-hmm. um not in, it wasn't even didn't even occur to me that one day um I'll adopt her and I'll move back to Lebanon um and you know the whole another story will start from there but this <laughs> is exactly what happened um I ended up adopting Rafi or she adopting me mm-hmm. as, as I would yeah. like to say and yeah. anyone who adopted uh, <laughs> um or uh, adopted and rescued a cat would know or a dog would know yeah. what I'm talking about or pet yeah. it could be something else yeah but they they do they sort of choose you they choose you they start changing you mm. you think that you're giving them a better life but I, I don't know who changed who more mm. and I think this is what started happening so I I, I think it went a bit emotional because yeah. <laughs> I do tend to go emotional when I think about her she did not unfortunately live long with me mm. was only uh, about one and a half years okay but during which I started you know experiencing some different things um the compassion just grew bigger um and so uh, i i think you would also understand because you're you're a yogi yourself mm-hmm. but you you be, do become prone to um to adapt certain uh ways of thinking uh so it started occurring to me that i don't think I should be eating another animal mm. <laughs> I have an animal that I love mm-hmm. and and I'm so attached to and then that compassion starts to grow uh so, so this is what I talked about in in the TED talk so it just it just grew and it wasn't something I had planned mm. you don't usually plan for things like that but then the opportunity came that we um maybe we should care for these animals maybe we should start an ngo mm-hmm. um maybe we should start a shelter maybe we should start talking to the younger generation we start going to schools spreading awareness mm-hmm. maybe we should adopt this children's book so mm-hmm. so this is where it like it it kept it just kept growing mm-hmm. um and and this is what i spoke about in in the TED, in the TED talk <laughs> mm. no it's a it's a beautiful story and and i just love how it starts off with you know feeding a stray cat and it's just evolved to inspire your entire life and yes. and everything that you do and you live very authentically and it's it's very inspirational i sure hope so thank you <laughs> and the, the you know as a coach i'm i'm talking to women and a lot of them are struggling to find their purpose and to have meaning in their lives and mm. and i think it's you know when i look you know hear your story it's something that sort of happened organically exactly. and you know i think that's the beauty of it is that you never know where you're going to find it you just have to be open to the possibilities and see where it takes you. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I, I there's something that I really uh, there's a saying that I really love. Um it goes when the student is ready the master appears. Mm. And I feel that as you said you just need to be open. 
mm-hmm. experience new things. I believe it or not, at one point I wasn't too close to dogs. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> too. Um, I wouldn't say too fond. It was just. It was just something I was not raised with. Um, yeah. I mean, even the cats that we had at home, we had at a pretty advanced age. It wasn't uh, when we were younger. So just that that openness it, it took a few friends and I think that by itself was the opener when when I saw the compassion that they had um it it rubbed off on me mm. <laughs> um as you said it 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 happened organically it wasn't something that was that that you learn it's mm-hmm. nothing you learn it's just you just need to let it go mm-hmm. um, and I remember describing it as a switch it, exactly the way you would switch off the light in a room and switch it back on. Once you decide, if you decide to switch off that light or that fear, I say I say it a lot to people who fear fear dogs. There's there's a lot of people who fear who fear cats mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. I just go, you literally, you're entering a room. You need to switch on or switch off that light. It's that simple because once you have it in your head, then it will happen. Right. Uh, it's really not something you would learn and I think the same goes um, with life purpose mm-hmm. I believe it's it's kind of like how the pet adopts you I feel like it would call you at one mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I wanted to be this <laughs> I wanted to be this at any point in time um, and I think I, I just found myself one day thinking okay this is this is what I should be doing. If this is called life purpose, then yeah, maybe that's it. Mm. But the minute when when I decided to make a full circle of everything in my life to have balance in it, um, I felt more more um, at peace with things. I, I you remember I told you I uh, started the fashion design thing, mm-hmm. and because we. I, I have an affinity for bags. I think a lot of women would understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love handbags and I wanted to create them uh, myself being being a designer. Um, and when I decided to start my brand, I had already become vegetarian at the time. Okay. Most people said, people, you know, that everyone loves leather. They love the quality of it. They they love what it, uh, what it feels and touches like. So you know, this is what you should be doing. And, mm-hmm. and I did, um, but it wasn't in tune with who I am. Mm-hmm. I felt like something was wrong. And this is when, and it took a few years, I focused more on the aspect of design of the handbag because I, was, um, um, I, I did the whole, I'm the one who designed it and who, who you know, marketed it and did everything for it. Mm-hmm. But eventually I decided to take a step back and think, I want everything to be in unison in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing one thing in one place and then doing exactly the opposite in my business. Mm. So I, yeah, I just decided. Uh, and again, I think it finds you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it did find me. And I, I was uh, at an exhibition in in Milan that is specifically for raw materials, and I found this amazing. Um, a company that uses a vegetable, um, a, a vegetable-made uh, leather. Okay. So I thought, you know what? 
this is it. I'm switching again. I tried to switch. Like I, 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 I'm not, even though it's scary, but I'm not too scared of change. And I said, that's it. I've been wanting to do it for a while. This is time for me and my brand and my lifestyle to be together, mm. to be, to speak out, to speak the same language. Nice. So this is why I said it changed my life because it wasn't just in one aspect. I yeah. think it really should unfold to to everything that wherever we can, because believe it or not, everything we do it could be uh, the most noble thing, but if it's done, it could be done in an unethical way if we just let it. Um, yeah. we were speaking about cotton the other day, mm. and it's it's just normal for 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 someone to ask for a cotton T-shirt. But believe it or not, there's so many things that cotton could go could go wrong with right. from from how you. So it's that simple without going too much into detail. So everything we do, if we just do it with more kindness and mm-hmm. just do it ethically, I think I think this is what the world needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Trista. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of your, your greatest successes? Like, what are you, I mean, you have so many things, like, what would you say you are absolutely the most proud of? And what are some of the the challenges you've faced? And, you know, how have you overcome them? I don't, I don't know if we've completely overcome them. I, I think we were somewhere. And then after 2019, we became somewhere else. Mm. Because we were faced with more than just one sort of disaster not just a challenge I mean yeah. everyone had COVID all over the world but only in a few places in the world they started dumping their animals and unfortunately this is one of them mm. and, um, and then comes the economic crisis and a lot of people are unable to to take care of their pets as well so so there's there's been a lot of challenges in that over there and since then where you feel like what have we been doing all this while like why have hasn't it um affected people as much as we thought it should mm. uh, this this was this was very challenging and the, the the challenge as well is in keeping um keep to keep doing the things that you took for granted uh, mm. before like even visiting the shelter and keeping the dogs alive has been, mm. has been quite a challenge with, thing, with the inflation that's happening and, and the lack of resources. There was a time we weren't able to find petrol. Um, right. th- it has been very uh, difficult. Um, but the only thing that kept us going, I think, is them. The okay. fact that they're there, the fact that they are counting on you. Mm. You have in a way once you've decided to rescue uh, an animal it has become completely your responsibility yeah. if it's free to roam um, as a stray it's able to find its own food maybe maybe not but once it's once it's in your premises under your care then that's it you are responsible so um just just seeing them and seeing how happy they they become when they see you and <laughs> god i really I, I can't emphasize this enough you don't know who rescued who i and and when when you see them when they see you who's who's happier to see the other and who's, mm. who's who's healing the other 
It's true. I think this is this is the most beautiful effect that they have definitely. on on, the, on us. Yeah. No, they definitely they add so much to our lives. It's, uh... I, I mentioned this a bit earlier as well. The uh, I, I don't know what successes we had other than these amazing adopters in Canada. Mm. The, 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 all the feedback that we get, the updates about the dogs that are being adopted, that have yes. been adopted and how they're living and the amount of love they're giving and reciprocating is just uh, to to have been part of that <laughs> to me is best, mm-hmm. and and that's that's uh, that's more than enough. <laughs> do you, do you know how many dogs you've sent to Canada over the years? Um, about are they about ten? They're not more than ten because okay. we give the adopters the the uh, the free choice to adopt who they want, and there are many rescuers. Okay, okay. but. But yeah, I think that's that's a good number. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. They are all amazing. They're yeah. all special in their own way, and they mm-hmm. bring so much into the lives of those mm-hmm. who adopted them. And how many dogs do you have in your shelter now? Uh, we have around forty-five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And some we'll... of them are going uh, are traveling before the Baron as well. Which Great. Is really good. Yeah. Right. Nice. <laughs> Very good. So do you do you set goals for yourself? Mm, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of goals do you set? Uh, I I well it in different in different ways. So it's not only for the animals, it's also for the business. I um if I may, you know, mm-hmm. I, I juggle between the two. Mm. Um for a while, I actually fell into a uh, professional depression. I think it was 2018 where uh, I decided um, maybe I should reconsider business and how it's going because it started slowing down and then it completely hit a halt mm. after the revolution in Lebanon and COVID. And um, I'm now thinking, not thinking, doing, <laughs> I'm now having a comeback of my um of my brand which has nice. actually taken more courage than i than yeah. i thought it needs or that than i thought it um, so saying you know what i i stopped um i haven't been myself the brand hasn't completely been there but mm-hmm. you know what we're back um and 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 I also have a message for a lot of those who probably feel the same that, you know what, give give yourself a pat on the back because you're back. You're here. Mm-hmm. You're you're still challenging yourself every day to mm-hmm. just simply be here, to be around, to exist. And um, I'll tell you more about it <laughs> when I see you. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. I think it is. It is really important to just keep showing up for yourself keep going and mm. and that's the road to to right. success yeah, yeah important but it's been hard um mm. it's been difficult to just say you know what i'm not i'm not me right now i'm not yeah. thinking pro- probably not thinking properly for now i need to i need this break nice yeah and and i wish you would understand that that um that i'm not ready mm-hmm. <laughs> And and this is this is why sometimes um, it's sometimes 
it's difficult to say, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm, now I'm, I'm, I am ready. Would you please take me back? Uh, seriously? <laughs> Would you just let me back in because mm. I'm back? And, and you know, your, your head goes into all these places of what if the market is now saturated or what if they don't want you anymore? So mm. there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of play. And it's like your mind is playing games on you. <laughs> there, yep, brain will do that for sure. Ooh. absolutely but you you really go through personal challenges more than anything and yeah. on a daily basis absolutely so um that's where we need life coaches just indeed <laughs> everybody should have a life coach <laughs> that is true, that is true. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. but I think I think it's great that you were able to to recognize that you needed that break and to take that time. But then, mm. you know, to, when you were ready to to get back at it and to not make it mean anything that you had done anything wrong or that it was too late or and then, you know, telling yourself mm. any of those stories. It's it's just recognizing what you need and then and then when yeah. you're ready, going just back. accepting it. You mm. know, accepting the fact that you. Um, at one point you were not showing up and that's fine mm-hmm. at one point you were not okay and that's fine mm-hmm. and and now that you are that you you summed up your courage and your uh, vitality in the things you've been working on for so long mm-hmm. <laughs> to say hey I'm I'm still here you guys want to mm-hmm. see what I created mm-hmm. always <laughs> oh yes I so, think that's really yeah. important um, oh, I hope so. I hope someone who really needs this would hear it. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, it's it's great. And uh, do you have a message? Maybe anything else you just want to share as as one last note? And anyone looking mm. to to create more meaning and and live more purposefully? Um, just just listen inwards. Mm. You, you take in as much advice as you want and keep your eyes open. I watched this amazing um, animated movie yesterday called Soul. It's yes. not new. It's, uh, yes. It was done in 2020. Oh, God. Yes, I it saw that. So, it was so touching. And mm-hmm. I, I think that you don't align with your life purpose until you literally live the moment. Mm. Just oh, keep all your senses open. Otherwise, I would not have seemed cat and I, I described what Ruffy looked like in the book mm-hmm. she was anything but the but the perfect cat she had she was full of imperfections but mm-hmm. probably that was the sweetest most adorable thing about her and this is what what connected to her so much I think it's vulnerability mm-hmm. and I think it also reflects on your own so so just be in touch with that be in touch with your own vulnerability and how it how probably the same way we need compassion how we should project it as well and and you will see you will see there's a lot of things that need help mm. in the world that you would be able to offer um and just just you know talk to yourself just um listen mm. um, just just listen i think you also believe in meditating mm-hmm. and even if it's for a few minutes just even without the whole rituals that come with it there's listen to yourself and listen to something 
yes. from something that is you know probably stronger than you than you just ask ask for directions ask for guidance mm-hmm. and and listen there's so much out there that needs to be done mm. and i think it'll come to you nice yes yes and just you know listening to that like you said like sorry it's like this nudge inside of us sometimes just you know pulling at us and keep you know capturing our attention but we don't really fully pay attention to it so like you said like taking that time to sit meditate really listen to it i think is really important well thank you so much Nohad. it's been such a pleasure to speak with you and thank you so much for being my first guest (laughs) pleasure is all mine it's a pleasure and an honor just to thank you you're most welcome we so we will put all of your contact details and website in the show notes. So if anybody wants Ooh. to find you, I know you're vegan yogi in Tripoli on Instagram, and yes. <laughs> I love that handle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, thank, thank you me. again, and stay in touch and keep living your daring adventure. Thank you for listening to this Daring Adventure podcast with your host, Trista Gurton. We hope you enjoyed the tips and conversations on how to get excited about life again. As always, you can head to TristaGurton.com for additional resources and to book a one-on-one coaching session. You can also follow Trista on Instagram at Trista V. Gurton. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.